Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey guys, what's up? Before you jump into today's episode with Devender, I'm going to go ahead and just give you a wee bit of a heads up. Um, we had a couple technical, well, just connection issues initially, and then I had a, a family emergency literally halfway through. So we picked up again. So I'm hoping, you know, if you notice any disparities in the first part of the show versus the second, there you have it. And you know, when you're calling from California to India, you do the best you can, right? Anyways, I'm excited. I love Devinder. He's great. And I think you're in for a real treat. So welcome to episode 151 with Devinder of Pro Beaver. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. And we are talking about one of my favorite topics today. Um, which would be Beaver Builder. And I'm super excited because my guest today is Devinder Singh Kant. Did I say Ant? I just asked you, Devinder, how to say that, and then I just botched it. Can um, you? I think you botched. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Devinder is the creator of the Pro Beaver Weekly. And this site, you guys, for anybody, if you have not checked this out, I can guarantee you, you will be subscribing um, by the time we're done. But it's kind of all things Beaver. So, but before we jump into Pro Beaver, though, Devinder, I would love to hear. Um, I don't know a ton about your background. So, what were you doing before launching Pro Beaver? Well, I started almost like ten years ago as a technology blogger, and last then transitioned into design and development almost like five years ago. I was mainly in Genesis ecosystem, and all the development that I did for last like four years mm-hmm. used genesis framework uh, and i did a lot of client work like for five years ago as of now i do a little bit of direct client work but i mainly do agency work and i manage my personal projects like pro beaver and a few other things like simple pro themes which is custom genesis themes pre-made themes and a few more affiliate niche sites just for experimentation and learning things on the internet. Okay, good. Well, I'm going to have some questions with that little piece there. It's kind of fun. I think a lot of people, <laughs> Genesis has been a starting point or a jumping off point for a lot of people. <laughs> um, and yeah. it's really, yeah, the community around it's been great. Um, okay, so let, let me ask you this. So obviously, with all your background and what, what made you decide to go all in with Builder? You know, you've got other things like you mentioned, but, you know, dedicating a site to all things Beaver Builder is kind of a big commitment. Yeah, uh, you know, in the beginning, when I actually started using Beaver Builder on my personal sites, not on client sites, I was also a little apprehensive because we all have this developer bug, like a page builder, you know, a page builder, it can make you a less developer. <laughs> well, I'm we not a developer, this. so like page builders make me really happy. <laughs> But I don't think so. Page Builder makes you less developer. I think it makes you a smarter developer. Mm-hmm. Um, I I started using it on my personal projects, and then we experimented uh, on few sites of 
our agency clients and the response we got was more than positive and now for the last like two years we use beaver builder on top of custom genesis themes as uh, you know technology backend for all the web development that we do regarding starting a site like pro beaver i don't know i didn't have any plan but you know we all have this thing that we learn tons of new things on daily basis but all of us like we have this good excuse you know we don't document that learning and we have this good excuse you know i just don't have time yeah. so so pro beaver is just the outlet or a documentation of what i've learned using beaver builder ever since it became beaver builder from fastline builder and is uh, i i i didn't start it for earning money or that but now it even makes money so i think it's good best of both the worlds yeah i love your point about you know not having the time because you it sounds like you have a very full schedule um and you know creating content is um it's time consuming but it pays off and i think i see a lot of people who have you know whether it's agencies or they're freelancers but they do web development work it's you know they're constantly working on client sites and so their site sort of their their own projects get the least amount of attention because of the time thing but have you found that with because you said like probe we started to make some money and we'll talk about that but it's kind of make it's it's one obviously it sounds like it's a passion for you right to be able to share and document which um that's i feel like that's one of the biggest opportunities in wordpress is documentation if if people have a, a real um strong knowledge or understanding of something really specific within this space you can, there, there's a huge opportunity to go all in and document that don't you think exactly because wordpress ecosystem has so many tools and services that there's not enough information at least for a new be- new beginners you know even people coming who are new to beaver builder ecosystem they don't have that base information anywhere yes the official beaver builder knowledge base is very good but you know that the layout in the form of documentation it's kind of boring and scary enough for new new people to even you know go through it so yes it's important and this a uh, lot of people are doing it but then it it it's all about you know passion because i was actually uh, we were joking i was talking to a friend and he was joking like you've started you know pro beaver for beaver builder why not you why don't you start it for you know elementor people <laughs> but the thing is i don't use elementor page builder so naturally i just cannot produce that kind of content so right i think there, you should sorry it's going to say there's an opportunity right for somebody who does use elementor <laughs> exactly exactly seriously Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I it's um, you know, the the documentation piece and I I was thinking about this too with just that opportunity to niche down within WordPress and um it, it was kind of that was how because again, I'm not a developer, so I just started sharing how I was doing stuff with Genesis and just sort of for the everyday user like this is how you do stuff and I created a course and an ebook and a bunch of stuff around that. Because again, it was I was finding that people were the stuff that you think is obvious is not to everybody else, right? Yeah, exactly, and not in the format that a new beginner would want to see it to easily, you know, absorb that knowledge. So, where did you start? So, how long? And I know, let's see, Pro Beaver. What what week are you on with Pro Beaver? Like, looks like thirty eighth, the last one. Yeah. 
I think 38. <laughs> Initially, I was just publishing that weekly for email subscribers. But I think on week 24th or 25th, uh, probably the start of this year, I decided to publish it as a post on the website itself and also give it to the email subscriber just to have a wider reach and easy, you know, discovery. Yeah. You know, it's funny is when I started doing, um, I, I call it my almost daily emails, but I email my list and a lot of those posts, I, I, I mean, a lot of those emails, I also publish as blog posts on the site and it's, it's a great, it's a great way to gain extra traction. Um, so where did you start with Provi? So it was just originally a newsletter before the site. No, actual newsletter came later. First, I wrote like few foundation articles, like what is page builder, like Bebo Builder tutorials, Bebo Builder plugins. Actually, we, I had all that information in the form of Excel sheet, but that was there in my like Dropbox. So I just published that Dropbox in a form of website. That's it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so how has that been in terms of, you know, the, you create a lot of content for this. And I'm, like I said, I'm a huge believer in content marketing. And I think it's one of the best ways to, to build an audience as well as affiliate income. So, you know, I assume that you're an affiliate for the stuff you promote, but how much, so about how much time do you spend either aggregating the content or how much time goes into ProBeaver? As of now, I, I've not written many articles in recent times, but I do write like ProBeaver weekly on a weekly basis. I spend like two to three hours in writing that post, but as far as, you know, collecting and bookmarking that information, I'm always on Facebook, even when working on, you know, client sites. So I just bookmark whenever I see something that's useful for the next edition. And there are a lot of good folks who message me like this can be worthy for your next newsletter now. So, yeah, that's great. It's like you've created this resource. So and I'm sure everybody, if they have it, uh, you know, it, it's definitely reaching out to you. It's kind of like, you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking I've I've done some new pages on my site and I was like, well, I would never do a beaver resource. I'll just send them to pro beaver. It's like, why reinvent the wheel? You've done a really, really good job with it. Um, you know, I, I noticed too. So a couple things like you just recently released and, and please tell me if I'm off on the timing on this, but the beaver builder resource guide. Yeah. Can you, recently. can you, yeah. Can you fill that in, fill the audience in with, you know, what that is and, and who it's for? Basically, this is for people who are actively using Beaver Builder so that they can expand their, you know, horizon in terms of what are the additional plugins, themes that can work with the Beaver Builder plugin. So it basically contains the general information like if you have a standard Beaver Builder package, why you should upgrade to Pro or is agency package right for me? And what are the module packs that are available for Beaver Builder? And which people or, you know, sites are providing template designs for Beaver Builder. And the other sticking point is the web hosting options for Beaver Builder. Because if you're using really super cheap web hosting, most likely a page builder plugin would, you know, won't load or even create pages. It will be very slow. And rounding off, there are like what are the courses that are available to learn Beaver Builder and social community around Beaver Builder, like Facebook group, Slack and other channels. Yeah, that Facebook group is amazing to me. You know, I, I don't you think like I, I did that in that post where I just thought, this is the most welcome, you know, supportive, great community group I have come across in Facebook in a long time. Yeah, 
exactly even th- this is my favorite facebook group ever i've been on so many facebook group but in this facebook group there's a sense of positivity they the, when you post something they are not people who are hounding you to give negative comments like if a newbie posts like how to you know start using beaver builder they are not people who say do google search or you should read the you know knowledge based on beaver builder there is always helpful you click here click here so the positivity is good all all kinds of people from starters to intermediates advanced all are there helping each other which is good it really is and i think that the guys you know um Robbie Justin and Billy like just behind it it's who they are that really i think set the tone for the growth of this product don't you think <laughs> exactly and being you know being a person behind building a product they don't sit on high pedestal and look down upon things they in fact sit with you and interact with you like what are the improvements we can make in beaver builder i have interacted with robbie few times and i've given him like very bad feedback about few things that are not good with beaver builder and he gladly accepted it and he even uh, said that i actually know this back of my mind but we are trying to improve and all that things because they have so many things on plate to handle yeah i i can't even imagine it i when i you watch their you know they do the monthly updates and it's just with with um the updates just to the plugin beaver themer which is just holy moly um but <laughs> you know all the things that they're doing and but they're active they're so they're active in the community as well and yeah i i just couldn't be happier um for them with the success of this so um you know in terms of beaver builder you know because uh, again a lot of people i would love your insight on this again i'm a huge page builder fan so th- there's never a um i would say beaver builder is probably one of the most respected page builders out there as well um but to me it just makes sense right in in terms of getting a site built and up and quickly it's it's i don't know like what are your thoughts on on page builders versus coding at this point you know it all depends on the client and the project that you're handling now there are people who would come to you i still you know get those kind of people who would come to you and they will bring a psd file and say we want a custom coded genesis theme that does not involve any page builder so we do that but there are people who will come you you know i want ease of use use anything you you want to use just make sure that it works and i can make changes so it all depends on the client and the project scope and a person saying that he wants a custom coded uh, theme it's like banging your head on the wall explaining him the advantages of using page builder so b- rather than wasting time doing that just give him a custom coded genesis theme so <laughs> well and i think too like i look at the the page builders as this opportunity for um you know obviously web agencies and and you know designers and code i mean that's not going to go any way i definitely think the marketplace is shifting um and but i think for the for the person you know like the business owner like i tend to think of my audience i know i've got a lot of um web devs out there but they probably tend to be more of people who do you know they're like a solo entrepreneur right and they do sites for for clients and they've more like when I used to do websites, it was like, I love the marketing piece of everything. I like the content. I like the marketing. Um, but I had a developer and a designer that, that worked with me. And so um, I think it gives a lot of control to the site owner if that is something that they're going to be managing. Exactly, because I 
I have been working with same agencies that from whom I was developing custom Genesis theme, and now we are using base Genesis theme and Beaverbuilder on top of it. So the developer role is the same. It's just the tools I'm using is different, and the speed of development has increased by a good margin. That's the only change. Right, which when you think about it, for the customer getting the website, it's like the fact that they can get their site that much quicker. I mean, there's a huge exactly. bonus to that, right? Have you? Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> And client satisfaction has increased because, you know, you, a page builder gives them sense of ownership in terms like if they want to change small piece of text or image, they can do themselves and they don't have to contact us. There is like a school of thought that if you give this control to client, they won't come you for small changes. But then there's always a, you know, churn. You lose something, you gain something. Now here the customer satisfaction is so huge. And I think... Thumbs up. Seriously, page builders are the go uh, is the way forward. Yeah, I think so too. Not to mention, you look at. Um, I thought it was really interesting when, uh, which GoDaddy seems to be, <laughs> I don't know, buying up every WordPress um, yeah. <laughs> company it can. But I loved. I mean, there when they stepped into the managed WordPress hosting, um, you know, I think it's a great route to go for somebody who's just getting started with a single site. And you know, they they integrated the Beaver Builder free plugin. Um, and I just, so the onboarding for that new person who says, I want to do my own site, you know, and, and it walks you through how to do that in terms of, you know, whether GoDaddy's the best, I'm, we won't get into that, but, um, you know, I, I, I still think that it, that by being able to sort of hold people's hand that they, as they go, there's a lot of power in using page builders. Exactly. And page builders can actually increase the reach of WordPress because all those people who go to Wix and Squarespace go there because of the ease of usability and quick, you know, they can set up your website quickly in terms of design. They want a small site. They have a template, just drag and drop and it's done. It's kind of similar kind of a setup is coming with the help of page builder on WordPress. Idly WordPress wasn't meant to do that, but now it's able to do that, which is great. Yeah, and I would see, I love if you're for talking about it for a sec, it's, you know, the interesting um, uh, space of managed WordPress hosting. So Liquid Web is is sponsoring uh, this, this podcast, actually. And I was floored when I moved my site over. It was a super easy migration, but mm-hmm. the, the speed increased immediately. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? It's, it's interesting to me to see uh, some of these managed WordPress hosting like you know, Liquid Web has, you know, image compression and iTheme Sync Pro. And so there's different features. Do you think that some more of these companies might be integrating page builders or, or resources and tools like that? Yeah, it makes sense for them because it reduces the support queries and it helps, you know, set up a robust uh, backend where you can serve new people who are not that tech savvy with the pre-made, you know, system which they can be onboarded in and they can easily spin up sites. A lot of a lot of hosting companies are doing it like WP Engine, Flywheel, SiteGround. They all have like their own catching system. You don't need to use a catch plugin for that. And they have the recommended plugins list. They automatically install things like login alert, limit login attempts to, you know, secure a site because a, a new person would not know the about these things. But when there's something by default installed, he will fiddle around and try to use it. Yeah, you know, and, and it's interesting with with the managed WordPress hosting, because I, I think there's there's a big shift. And, and again, would love your insight on this with within sort of the WordPress ecosystem of I think that 
plugins and themes they're becoming the premium space is is uh that that pricing model is shifting right where it, it's it's interesting to me still to this day that with WordPress people will complain about an annual renewal of like seventy nine dollars a year <laughs> right and then you have marketers who don't have a problem paying three hundred dollars a month for a tool if it supports you know their what they're doing and so I think there is this shift in that and you know I was thinking about years ago, I don't know, <laughs> almost 20 years ago now, I had a retail scrapbook store and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, I had to spend $3,000 a month on rent just before we opened the doors. And yet people complain about website hosting. And it's like when you, when you step up the, you know, the, the managed WordPress hosting and you, you invest in that, it's like you get security, backup support. There's, and it's, specific to to running WordPress. It's not just this crappy 495, you know, hosting company. So what are your thoughts on, you know, the managed WordPress hosting space and the cost of that? You know, if you don't have recurring, you know, product or service that don't have recurring flow of income, then your service will eventually fail in coming years. So not just WordPress uh, hosting, uh, even plugins and tools that are related to the WordPress. If you see, most of them have now shifted to recurring model and they don't have lifetime models, you know, lifetime access. Oh, yeah. I don't good. know how people live on that. I'm like recurring is is gold. <laughs> exactly. Because, because if your product is, you know, good and it gives you value, a person will definitely renew your license. That's it. You know. Yeah. So, do you have what are some of your favorite tools for pro uh, for for Pro Beaver for Beaver Builder? Uh, I actually use a Punix plugin Power Pack, and sometimes I also use the Ultimate Beaver add-on. Mm-hmm. But for big agency sites or bigger clients, we generally don't use extra add-ons. We generally, you know, do custom code or make a custom module to make things easy for them. And have less update notifications in the dashboard because that's kind of scary for them. Yeah. Because, <laughs> and other than that, I don't think so. I, I, I'm coming from a developer background, you know, uh, we actually do custom code wherever it's possible with Beaver Builder and Beaver Builder is made on a modular platform. So you can pull and push any part in any direction with custom code. So that helps. No, it t- you know it does. I had shifted. I don't know when I started using it. When I was again not doing client sites anymore, but when I was doing it, my developer they fell in love with it also, and so we always would custom code on Genesis with with Beaver Builder. And you know, it's kind of like when I think about content because again, there's um, with Beaver Builder there's there's a lot of great courses. And again, for everybody listening, if you don't want to wait, you can just go to probeaver.com, but the links will all be in the show notes. <coughs> Excuse me. And because uh, Devender has all the resources, all the courses, pl- like every everything. Like I, when every, I love going to your site because I'm all, ooh, what's new? <laughs> but I do think that if somebody's using Beaver Builder, there's like, one one place that like I would be interested in in kind of doing some tutorials and support would be on the best way to use Beaver Builder for content marketing and or creating you know podcast pages with Beaver Builder um, and so getting <coughs> excuse me even deeper into that sort of niche space within Beaver Builder right so or if somebody's a big video marker how to build you know the best video content pages so I think there's a lot of opportunity even yeah. deeper don't you think. 
yeah we use beaver builder extensively nowadays to make you know e-course membership websites so what we do is we you know for membership modules like if a website has multiple courses we make multiple custom post types and then assign templates beaver builder templates to each custom post type and style give a different style to each module and membership plugin would control the access to custom to post type depending on the membership of the person who has paid or not paid for that specific course so we actually do that even create big long sales pages with beaver builder it's awesome so are you going to be teaching how to do that or selling that? Because I think, I mean, you look at the online education space vendor and you, I mean, you got Thinkific and Teachable and Kajabi. I have Kajabi actually, because I didn't well, want to piece stuff together. <laughs> actually, I am actually building one, but it's like CSS course for beginners. And I do have plans for Beaver Builder course, but I'm holding it off till the new version of Beaver Builder comes out because it has all new user interface so making course now would be like redundant because i have to redo it again after a month yeah that is the tricky thing i have to tell you that's one reason i sort of shifted besides the fact that i'm not a developer but to teaching content marketing really is um it's it's a little bit more evergreen right than doing (laughs) yeah um the tutorials but so it for the beaver builder is it going to be specific on on doing the membership platform um, I would be, I'm actually planning for smaller size courses rather than a very huge course, like on a niche, niche aspects of using Beaver Builder. Like one would be like plain Jane, how to get started with Beaver Builder. Other would be like how to deal with, you know, custom post type content with Beaver Builder. And the third one I'm thinking about is the creating the sales pages and conversion methods. Yeah, that I would love. Um, well, I'd love them all, but it, it, that one specifically, you know, because I had done a post on why I use Beaver Builder and Thrive because I felt Thrive was, there's just more landing pages that are, that were set up. You know, they're also redoing their whole um, Yeah, because UI. <laughs> agency clients that we were handling before, they were using lead pages for their sales pages and normal Genesis and Beaver Builder stuff for their normal websites. But now they've shifted to using beaver builder for making those kind of sales pages so because in the end it's just you just have to integrate the opt-in module within that sales page so it is and then i think what i feel is lacking i guess in in the beaver builder space though is really solid landing page templates you know there's there's beautiful templates there's a ton out there but when i look at Again, I, I guess I just don't think of it or probably I'm not a conversion expert. So, um, but you know, looking at is this having sort of sample copy and the bullets and having that whole page laid out. If you want just a sales page or a landing page or whatever, you know, there's, there, there's modules and whatnot for, for opt-ins. Um, and, but it's, uh, you know, looking at some of those templates, it's not as easy to go in and just plug in where again, not I use them both and love them both, but the Thrive Content Builder has these great specific landing pages for an opt-in funnel or you know membership pages, some of those. So I I'm hoping to see more of that in this space. Yeah, because currently those templates, even not just for landing pages, the other kind of stuff like contact page services, majority of templates are there for the sake of being templates. So hopefully things will mature in future. Well, I think there's an opportunity for teaching people how to then 
fill in the content, right? Again, like there's, <laughs> there's a lot of opportunity here, um, in, in terms of what to pay attention for, what should be placed where. Have you ever visited? There's a site and I hope I don't get it. It's crayon. Is it dot? It might be dot io or dot co crayon. And it's, it's interesting because they do like before and afters of landing pages. And mm-hmm. so like I go there for inspiration a lot of times, but sometimes it's, it's, it's hard if you're not exactly sure. Again, there's so many great site pages, uh, page templates for Beaver Builder. Um, but I would love to see more, for lack of a better term, marketing pages. Yeah, because t- uh, templates, they have just, the template ecosystem has just, you know, it, the tab has just opened up in like recent few months. Like power pack people have put in like 100 plus templates. So did Ultimate Beaver people. And as far as I actually will, Actually, I actually was interested in, you know, getting with the template thing and actually asked, you know, people on the Facebook group whether they would be interested in buying pre-made templates. Like this was like six, seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And majority of people said no, because they can easily create one by seeing a design that's already available online. Uh, and then I went to the drawing board. I actually made a one, made one template for sale just to, you know, test waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the template was called Creative Nine, and I put on sale for like twenty dollars, and it didn't sell in like big numbers because it's a very niche specific uh, homepage template. So I made few sales, but it gave me insight like there is a big market of people who are not interested in building templates from scratch. They are more interested in like getting a pre-made design and putting their own content. Just they want that experience of you know customizing a pre-made template into their own content and photos that is what they actually want so there's all kind of people there who want all kinds of products so you just have to put your product in in the ecosystem and see how it goes and well let me ask you this i I agree with you and, and i think it's just testing the waters you know you don't i like the fact that you created one template to test it you didn't go out and build you know 50 templates and then hope <laughs> Um, you know, so within like this whole ecosystem, you know, what would you recommend to somebody who maybe wants to start selling within this space? I think besides being unique, you got to have a practical eye because the template that I created, it was all from, you know, the client experience I've gone through. I've not seen any inspirational websites to copy, you know, the typography or the fonts and all that. So it all depends on your experience and your interest. Some people are innately good in designing. I am more of an industrial designer. Like I like to design sites that people are actually going to use rather than putting flowers here and there. <laughs> so Yeah, it, it kind of comes back to that whole slider debate, right? Like it's like, let, let's talk about what's going to convert versus what you think you need. <laughs> yeah, because uh, there's all kinds of people coming to that slider it's like it's a it's a classic debate if a client wants a slider it doesn't matter how many articles you share with the client that slider sucks but the client (laughs) will still want a slider because the competitor site has a slider you know yeah i had a i had a one of my last sites i had done they wanted um it was one of those uh, they wanted the, the same page in the primary navigation that was in the drop down because to, to the guy, he thought it wasn't clear. I sent them two articles on why you don't want to do that. But nope, he wanted it. I was like, okay, then. 
It's your SEO. There's nothing I can do about this. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so. and a lot of people who are coming back to the main important point of SEO. Uh, when using Page Builder, a lot of people actually don't care about SEO, which actually gets plundered very badly when using Page Builder. Like if you're making an about page, they will just use all kinds of H1, H2, H3s, but they forget to use H1 somewhere. <laughs> Interesting. I never even thought about that, that people would forget. Well, that kind of comes back to, you know, a lot of people, I don't know, there's, there's all these basics, right, with with web development and websites and marketing that people don't want to do because they're kind of boring, like SEO. It's like some of these things, you know, get the basics in before you jump to the, to the you know, to all the pretty, like you said, you know, the, some of the fluffy stuff. <laughs> yeah, because if you see, you know, the websites of top-notch designers, I'm saying just pure designers, and you scan the code, most of them would have the SEO funda fundamentals in the dustbin. They just don't care about H1 tags because they actually don't know about that part. So they just want that pretty landing page, pretty about page, content page. But the problem is the clients they are targeting, it works for them. Yeah, it, it does. And, and there comes a point where it's like you can't, you know, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. So something else I thought would be an interesting discussion, Devender, would be this whole pricing issue that's come up around uh, the latest release. Well, not the latest release, the upcoming release of Beaver Themer. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think that I, I think what they said that they were going to price it at 147. And I think current there was going to be a discount initially. So what are your thoughts? It was crazy to me to see how many people um, thought it was overpriced. And I'm thinking it's a deal for it for the whole year. It's not like it's a monthly fee. What are your thoughts? I think price tag of $147 is absolutely fair considering Beaver Thema is not a, you know, it's not a simple product uh, as a standalone. It's, it's, it does involve a li little bit of technical learning curve and not every website will require Beaver Thema. And the purpose it serves, it basically helps you, you know, style and lay out the dynamic parts of the theme. And if it is priced lower, I'm sure Beaver support would be, you know, flooded with questions that would not actually relate to the themer itself, but with how custom post types are made, how their relationships are done. So I think it's a fair price. Uh, the bottom line is you got to sell a product to see the pain that a product support requires it's expensive oh i well i think about that and it's it again it's really interesting to me that in the software space people think well i'm buying it i'm using it and and it's they're not looking at the ongoing support forget the development but the ongoing support that's required um and it it does seem to be more common <laughs> in the wordpress space than like <laughs> saas products uh, in my two cents. And the other thing is, I think when it comes down to um, pricing things, I don't know, maybe I'll do a blog post on this or something, but that people need to start looking at the return on the investment, right? So if Beaver, if Beaver Themer can help a developer, can, I mean, first of all, Beaver Builder itself is very affordable and it helps people deploy sites much faster, right? Than before. Then the, the ability to do things with Beaver Themer, even it's like, is, is, can that get you a return on your investment with your client? Can you get the project delivered faster? Can you charge more because you can do more custom 
work in a shorter amount of time. And so instead of it's, it's again, it's the investment versus the expense question in this space, I think. Exactly. And Beaver Themer is more of a developer tool than a person who is just looking at for making one website. I, I think more people who are, who run agencies or make a lot of websites on month to month basis, that is the target audience for Beaver Themer. A person who's just doing it, you know, making one website for his or his business or friend's business. I don't think so. Beaver Themer is the target audience for that. But even then, for one forty-seven for the year, it's still it's still not expensive. In my, in my yeah, but when you compare it with you know other products like you know Divi, Elegant Themes, they are like throwing away you know lifetime membership for around three hundred dollars and all that. I still feel all the products in the WordPress you know uh, ecosystem are still very underpriced. The pricing has to go up. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you because I think that shift will you know. It, as people are entering the space or getting used to it, if it's a, uh, I guess, like more of a community movement, in essence, that people all start raising prices, it's kind of going to become the norm and the standard for it. I mean, go back to, you know, Genesis, I mean, Studio Press, Revolution Days, pre-Genesis. And it was like, there weren't a whole lot of premium themes on the marketplace to begin with. And so it's, I think it's definitely, um, it, there's time for a change. <laughs> And one can easily do the maths, you know, if you, you know, sum total of all the premium products of WordPress that you've purchased, you can easily recover that price within one project. Seriously. Yeah, it, it's interesting that it's not looked at that the way. Um, so let's shift a little bit. And what what are your plans for Pro Beaver and, and you know, what's coming for you this year? Well, I am actually working on a few e-courses. And the first one is basically uh, basically an e-course on CSS. And then it will be followed by e-courses specifically for Beaver Builder users. So I'm actually waiting for the Beaver Builder 2.0 version to come out because it has a lot of user interface changes. So I'm just waiting for that because if I record it now and then after two months, I have to redo the whole course again. Yeah, I, I did that actually with Genesis and I did a, a 2.0 <laughs> because it all changed. Um, well, well, your Beaver courses, who are they going to be for? Developers or, or users? Well, they the uh, based on pricing, it will be for developers, I guess. <laughs> well, but I mean, is, is it going to be teaching people how to do like custom modules or... Like what, what, what do you have in mind for the course? Well, I will start from the basics first and then move to the advanced topics. So the first few, you know, uh, smaller courses would be like covering basics. And then we'll move to advanced and niche topics like how to handle SEO part in a page builder and how to handle custom data, custom post types when you are working with a page builder. Nice. So just sitting, yeah, I've seen, we've seen, they put out snippets, right? Like little images of what's coming with 2.0. It looks really, really nice. I can't believe they're already on a, like a whole UI change. Yeah, the new UI looks very neat. Um, I, I don't know. I don't mean to keep pulling up like a controversial topic. The other thing I thought was interesting. Um, what were your thoughts when with the uh, Beaver Builder Facebook group? You know, I think they were trying to really tie it back. Uh, the the admins, the moderators, I guess, were, you know, put out a post about 
keeping it strictly to Beaver Builder. And I guess people got upset. And then Beaver Builder, they were great. They came in, they said, it's a community. Let's just help each other and I'll be friends, kind of. What were your thoughts on that? Because, you know, truthfully, I, I can see how, again, that it it can get really, really big, right? Like it can go sideways quickly where it's like this massive WordPress support forum and it's just, you know, it can get out of hand. So what were your thoughts on that? I guess they caught little infection, which has finally cured itself because this kind of problem exists in a lot of Facebook groups. I used to be active in those groups. I won't I won't name those groups, but this, you know, playing admin admin, a lot of people just want to, you know, they are more focused on what not should be what not be posted on a group rather than what should be posted. And my reply, even well, when we were discussing in that thread where there were murmurs like you shouldn't post non-beaver stuff and all that. My point was like you should encourage and, you know, handhold people and tell that you should post and discuss about these topics rather than, you know, focusing on you shouldn't post about these topics. Now, if someone is posting about WordPress, obviously Beaver Builder and everything that is based on WordPress. So it's like you're talking about children, but you can't talk about parents. Ah, that was a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and again, I think that even the admins came back and they were like, we saw the error of our ways. It's still a wonderful community. Um, and I think, too, like to your point, it's being able to guide people in a different direction. And what's great about these, you know, Facebook groups that have a solid community is that it's not necessarily requiring the admins to support. It's just putting a question out to the community. And if somebody wants to answer, then that's okay. Right? Like, it, it's yeah. just supportive. <laughs> yeah, be positive and keep the positive environment there. And I'm sure there won't be much spam. Obviously, there is spam because when you have more than 6000 people uh, in a group, but keeping a positive atmosphere within a group is very important. And I've seen so many groups who you know, come down with a heavy stick and spread all kinds of negativity. In the end, people just stop, you know, posting there or get get involved. They don't get involved in discussions there. This has happened to me in various so-called popular groups. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I think the only guidelines are just, you know, no spam, don't be hateful, harsh, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. But um, yeah, it was it was interesting to see it. And I think, Again, the guys handled it all great. The, the the team and the community. It was it was interesting to to see. I I feel like such a lurker sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's all all peace now. It's back to normal. So when do you think you'll? Are you working on your CSS course? Is that something that'll happen? What maybe this this quarter or what are you looking at? Um, probably next month I'll release it. If, if I'm able to complete the recording this month, because this this would be my first e-course in terms of video recording. So for last one and a half months, I've been doing the technical, you know, testing of uh, sound, mics, screen recording, rendering, a lot of stuff. All that good old editing stuff. <laughs> yeah, because... I used to make make uh, you know screencast videos almost like three four years ago. At that time, YouTube wasn't YouTube, but uh, that was more out of necessity. But uh, it's just like I'm redoing the same thing again, like after two three years now. Yeah, and there's a lot of you know. It's funny as I used to I, I Camtasia and ScreenFlow, and since I switched over to all Mac a few years ago, I just it doesn't. <laughs> 
I record with it and I edit with something else actually, because I want the editing to be quicker and in <laughs> the zoom and pan and whatnot. So, um, Devinder, that's super exciting. And thank you so much for everything you do in a community. I just think, uh, pro beaver is such an asset and a huge resource. So where is the best place for people to connect with you and follow you and everything you're doing? Well, I'm on Twitter. Uh, handle is I, I, the winner. Same handle for the Facebook, and they can reach me at my main official space, iGuiding.com uh, or com or SimpleProtheMes.com. Okay, so Devinder, thank you again for being here. I, I'm so glad we finally got to connect and get this done. Um, everybody, thank you so much for listening. You know the drill. Hang on a sec. I'll have all the links again. And of course, all the links to Devender's sites and, and Pro Beaver will be in the show notes. Devender, again, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. All right, guys, there you have it. All the links will be in the show notes. And I wanted to mention, uh, Devender is just great. If you've not connected with him, I highly recommend you do. You're going to want to check out Pro Beaver. And since we recorded this, he now has the WPDaily.com has also launched, which is pretty exciting. And he's he's like this master aggregator of content. Plus, he's a huge giver. He does lots of training, tutorials, tips. He's he's just a, a blessing to the community. So anyways, be sure to check out ProBeaver.com and the WPDaily.com. That's it for me. As always, guys, thanks for listening. I love you tons. And if you haven't, please head over to iTunes and leave me just a super duper fabulous review. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'd love a review if you've got the time. So um, anyways, guys, thanks so much. And I will catch you next week.